Hello and welcome to what is apparently Lighter Week on the Cigar Cast. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Nails here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin, and I'm joined by Mr. Shane Reeves. So this week's... That, that is the first time in a very long time I've modified the intro, and it felt so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now everybody thinks uh, we just lost like four of our oh, five listeners. Oh, this is the Cigar Cast? Yeah, they're talking about lighters this week. But before we talk about lighters, we must talk about cigars, what yeah. we're going to smoke. We must use one. So check this out. I went to Casa, the Wabash Cannonball. I know you've been looking forward I to this. I have been really, really excited about this cigar since they announced it. Yes, and I got us two of them to smoke. Tune in next week to hear us smoke those. <laughs> this week, we have to smoke the cigar. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> of all the weeks... Oh, that is so mean. So this week we'll be smoky. We, we, and hey. We, we gave our word. Let it be said, we are men of our word. We are. We have been promising this guy for a month that we would, as soon as he put these in our hands, that we would smoke them on the show. That we would smoke them on the show. Oh, man, I, w- I would have <laughs> skipped. I'm going out of town in a few hours. I would have skipped this week if I'd have known I wasn't able to smoke the Wabash. I'd have been the cigar cast with me by myself. Yeah. Well, actually, what we're smoking, but just think how, see, this is a valid cigar topic. Think how good that cigar will taste, Nestle. Yeah, but as I mentioned, I was, since I am going out of town camping this weekend, you know, I'm going to go by Casa on the way home to get a couple of stuff for the trip that they don't have here. You can't get it. You haven't smoked one yet. I have not smoked one yet. I will stay true. I, I won't do it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, I want that cigar so bad. But think how good that Wabash is, Cannonball yeah. is going to taste next Hopefully. week. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're giving it ample build time. We are. We are. But what we will be smoking is Tom Petty brought us the Gurkha Castle Hall Nicaragua. So we talked about this about a, a month or so ago when they announced it on the show. Um, basically, this is their entry into exactly what you said would save the brand. Right. It's a medium filler budget stick at around, what's it, five and a half yeah, a stick or something like that? five and a half, like something like that a stick. Which for a company that normally sells dog turds for $13, is a, is a step in the right direction, hopefully. It gets a few points for me for price starting off. Absolutely, because that has always been one of my biggest complaints with Gurkha is not the quality of their cigars, which is questionable at best, but it's the price point for those cigars that... And so, yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction. This is the Nicaraguan. This is the bolder of the two. Right. This is a, this is actually a re-release. Mm. They made this cigar before, and they have re-released it and all. And it is the Castle Hall and Tom Petty. Thank you very much. True to his word, he got them for us. And true to our word, we're going to smoke them. You want me to leave those Wabashes out, or do I need to put no, them away? No, you better put those away. I'm just... <laughs> At some point, That's, are you going to break now? <laughs> so, th- but this goes to what you said earlier. You know, how much better are those going to s- taste next week when we finally get to them? How much worse is this going to taste this week? Because all I can think about <laughs> is how much I'd rather be smoking that. But you, we're going to be honest. We are. No, I will give it so, a fair shake. I am a huge fan of cigars in this price point, and I give a lot of credit to you know a cigar in the twelve dollar price range. I'm going to be a bit more. Um, Picky than I will a cigar in this price point. Get you a little, get you a little cold draw off of that. That's not a bad cold draw. It's not. It's very old world tasting. Yeah, um, baccarat without the sweet gum. Yeah, um, but but better. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully. I mean, well, no, the cold draw tastes better. It doesn't. Yeah. 
The cold, if you put this in my hand on the cold draw and didn't say it was a Gurkha, I would definitely not know it. It's almost got a little bit of an Oliva kind of cold draw taste to it. Yeah, that, that kind of your granddaddy's cigar. Yeah, exactly. And also, I am anxious to light it up and see actually how it smokes. Me too. I, 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 you know, t- for all the joking we've been doing about it, I actually am looking forward to trying this cigar. Because if this is a step in the right direction for them as a company, I'll be the first one to say mea culpa. They've turned things around. And let me say, I'm not just a Gurkha hater. Right. And uh, I don't hate Gurkha just on the principle that they're Gurkha. If they provide a good product, you know, the Nicaraguan's a good product. Yeah. And uh, it's not quite what I would buy a box of yet. I need to smoke another one because that is a little bit of an earmark is that they can be somewhat inconsistent. Right. So I'm interested to see if the next Nicaragua I smoke is more consistent. I almost bought one at Casa this weekend. Hmm. And uh, I ran up there. Oh, man. I ran up there. They had the Roma Craft Aquitaine Slobber Knockers. They had, I said, because I bought all of the ones right. I had. But I, I was really pleased to see those because those, I don't know how they got them. Because those came out about two years ago. It was about two hunting seasons ago when I smoked the last one of those I had. Okay. And uh, so I don't know if they just found a box and sent them up there. If they've been sitting there for two years and I hadn't noticed it, I had no idea how they got them. Well, but, but how many have you smoked so far? Just one. Oh, okay. But it's a seven and a half by 54. It takes so, me two hours. Exactly. You really have to plan and, for it. Yeah, that's really after I've killed my deer and I'm just sitting around waiting on the other guys to try to kill them a deer. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll light up. Fair enough. Because I, then I can give them a nice even time. All right. So I'm, who's going to light first? Now we're well, both cutting I, I sitting t- here. I already told you my lighter's oh, broken. <laughs> why didn't you tell me that earlier? I told you that before we started. Well, speaking of your lighter being broken, since since you may be in the market for a new lighter, um, I don't know. To be fair, all that happened was that I let my flint die down. So I I have to issue an official apology. I said on this show a few months ago and multiple times since and before that, oh, my gosh, lighter makers... Make a new cigar. Uh, make a new lighter. Stop making the same lighter over and over again. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. We're going the wrong way, we fellas. Are so there were three articles on Half Wheel this week on lighters alone. Two of which are new releases, and the other one is a rehashing of old stuff. But I thought it was important to mention. So the first one comes from Vector, and it's called the Icon Two and the Icon Three. The two and the three obviously mean how many jets and my biggest complaint is that it's got that iridescent anodized multicolored look that all of the 300 pound neck beard hang out at the vape shop guys put on their machines I mean I, I, I prefer cigars but I want to still look like a vapist. Right. Is that <laughs> is that what they're that looks like what they're going for? This thing is hideous. It is. It's hideous. Even there's. Not, I'm looking at the whole selection of colors here. There's not a color on it that I would want to carry around that I wouldn't feel slightly ashamed. It looks like a cheap lighter. It reminds me. Do you remember? And, and it doesn't happen quite to the same extent it does now. But in the late '90s, early 2000s, you would see. All of these photos from the SEMA Auto Show in Detroit. 
and it would be full of cars that they never had any intention of making, and they would just gussy them up and make them multicolored and fill them with neon lights and all kinds of other crap that you don't actually ever want on your car. It looks like this would be the lighter that goes with all of those. Guaranteed ignition up to 10,000 feet in elevation. I'm not sure that mountain climbers and cigar smokers cross paths that often. I mean, I think I might be the only one. Yeah, I mean, is is that something you shop for? Is at 10,000 feet, you want to be sure your lighter works? So in the early 2010s, there was a trend. Zycar, Calibri, Vector, Black Label, all of them had a high-altitude lighter. Is is that windproof ignition coil, which I'm all for windproof, but they were all tested to 12, 10, 11, 14,000 feet. What do you need? I mean, yes, hikers need lighters for lighting their stove and things like that, but you don't need a cigar. Your marketing is a cigar lighter. No one's getting to the top of Pike's Peak and firing up a, a cigar. Sure. Well, and you think about this is kind of like, you know, Probably 10 years ago, restaurants got into a contest to see whose pepper grinder was the largest. (laughs) And they'd bring out like a stair banister and one dude would have it on his shoulder and the other's turning it like the wheel on a pirate ship. And I'll, and then, it's a bit like that Bugs Bunny where the guys get out of the ambulance. Hup, 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 yep. hup, hup. <laughs> it's across two shoulders. Would you like fresh cracked pepper? No, I don't want you to. I want you to hurt yourself. And I'll, and then the watch companies all got into whose watch can sustain the deepest. And yeah. You drop this son of a gun to the bottom of the Marianas Trench, and it it'll don't still get keep eight. time. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be keeping time. And is this the is this the new whose is bigger is whose lighter will. In in subcutaneous orbit, this lighter will fire. <laughs> if you happen to be with Branson on your way to space, this will you can still light a cigar in that. But don't because it's an oxygen rich environment. You'll yeah. kill everyone on board. Yeah, it could be. And if if that is the case, then they're about ten years too late. Because like I said, it was around two thousand eleven and twelve when most of the other companies were doing that high altitude stuff. Well, uh, and then the next one. Lotus Group releases Vertigo Blade Lighter. This look. okay. Hey, you're you're the head of marketing. Uh, you're the head of design and engineering for our lighters, Trey. I know you're up to this. I need it to look as much like a tampon as possible without the strings. Take the strings <laughs> off of it. <laughs> to me, it looks more like those discreet vibrators you see. <laughs> advertised every <laughs> once in a while. It, it's kind of says something about our brain that both of us went to that general area. It, it does. But, I mean, it does. The thing is barely as big around as the actual jet. It's a single jet lighter. It looks like a cross between a vibrator and a lightsaber. Yeah, it just is. Um, again, listen, your target market for cigars is gentlemen of a certain age and a certain level of success. And I don't want to be sitting here at the Alabama game and whip out this thing to like, you know, somebody, hey, Shane, can I borrow you? Sorry, I don't have one. Right. <laughs> Do you remember in the late 80s, early 90s, when Virginia Slims were very popular? And as a result of that, well, at least among the crowd that smoked. But I grew up in the country, so everyone smoked, as you did. Do 
you remember they used to also make the little skinny flint wheel lighters oh, for yeah. women to use because apparently they don't know how to use a full size right. bit because of the hands. most pandering market. This reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want just, it to look like I smoke menthols, but I really want to use it for my cigars. It, and here's the thing. Could they not have at least pivoted the neck? I mean, could we not at least have the neck where it turned it? Not that it would serve any purpose, but at least a feature of some sort. I mean, it's going to retail for eleven ninety nine, so it's not going to be an expensive lighter. I am going to I am going to take just a half a second and give them a couple of kudos on this, though. For a lighter as small as this is, it's got a functional... Uh, flame adjustment knob. It's not just that tiny little screw that nobody can ever adjust. Sure. And it's got a fuel window. Those two features in a cigar of this size is pretty impressive. And so that does show that they're at least thinking about what they know most of their customers want. But God, what a swing and a miss. Yeah, it's, they're thinking about features, not necessarily who's going to use it. Mm. And, I'll, and then the last one, um, I'd What's new about this? Yeah, well, and so that's the thing. So this is from Half Wheel 2, and I, I don't I, I, I don't want to get on to any other journalist for their style or their method. But the intro to this, they're talking about the Jetline Jetmaster, which is exactly what I was talking about months ago when I was bemoaning the fact that nobody ever comes up with anything new in the lighter realm. It's a clear cylinder with a black cylinder on top that holds a lot of fuel it's cheap as dirt and it's you know three flames it's it's ugly but it's utilitarian and it just does the job and it's what everybody's putting out well so uh, basically they start off the article talking about how a good number of emails and messages that we receive have to do with asking for a recommendation on something cigar related you're a cigar blog (laughs) what do you expect (laughs) recipes for coco van yeah, hey, I, I need to know what kind of lay knife would be best to use on trout, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, could you lead me be, in the right direction? To be direction? fair, it wasn't Charlie that wrote this, but um, it just it just caught me off guard as if that wasn't just understood. Um, but anyway, so they go on to talk about the. It's basically a review for the Jetline Jetmaster, which is as generic a lighter as you can get. It's also a single flame, and it retails for about seven bucks. Um, nope, I'm sorry, 13 bucks. I don't know. So, where, so I can have the, the blade for less than I can have this. Yes. And they're essentially the same lighter. I don't, I don't know which one I would prefer. At least this one, you've got a bit more girth to it. Well, and you can say you're cheap. Right. You can say, hey, oh, yeah, all I've got with me is my emergency lighter that I only use, you know. Well, and that is the thing about this style of lighter, and I will give them that, is the fact that it does look cheap. So no, there's no pretense, there's no expectation when someone sees you pull it out. But both the Vector and the, uh, the Lotus Blade are in that same price point. But um, wait, no. $85 for the Icon 3. Oh, for the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I can't see that many of them Never selling. Never in a million years. Um, but for the other one, they took some time and they, you know, it's got a red, black, silver, and blue finish on, you know, so you have your choice of four colors. It doesn't look like you cheaped out on your lighter. If you're going to, it probably should look that way so you don't have to apologize on its behalf. Well, and I'll say, 
the greatest lighter ever for me is the Calibre Julius. Mm-hmm. For me, I own two of them. I love them both. I think they're both outstanding lighters. The one weakness of the Calibri Julius is heavy wind. True. But it's a soft flame. It is. You don't You're, you don't reach for a soft flame if you're lighting a cigar in a hurricane. That's right. You don't you don't take it to the beach. You don't use it on the top of the cruise boat. But if you're sitting in the cigar shop in the Alabama game zone and the guy beside you says, Hey, you got a lighter, you're proud to hand him your Calibri Julius. Last Friday night, about a week ago. I was hanging out at my dad's place, and my boss and his wife and one of their all-collective friends was also there. And um, they know I'm a cigar guy, and they've been wanting to have a cigar with me for months. And it just so happened that it, that it worked out that I was going to be there, we all, and so we all ended up smoking cigars. And it was really nice that that was the lighter I had on me that night. I mean, right. here's how you here's how you use it because it's not you know it takes a little bit. It it, it looks like you're presenting something impressive. Yeah, there's there's a certain amount of, of pomp and circumstance, and that's okay. Impressions are important. Mm-hmm. Perception is reality. Yeah, and if, all, and if I showed up and I am the cigar expert as far as they're concerned, and that's not me saying that. That's just you know. I just have to be very clear. I don't want to come off as pompous as that really could have. But if I show up and I say, here, just use a bit. What, are you afraid to work in my side of the street? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to leave that to you. No, if I show up with a bick, that doesn't really yeah. say the same thing. You know, you it's, don't. It's kind of like if you show up with one of the cheap plastic cutters and a bit. Yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, if a Formula One driver pulls in driving a Kia Sorento, I'm going to think less of him. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah, it's 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 the um the leaf of the cigar world. You know, of the the is it the Pontiac leaf? The little Nis- hybrid Nissan. Car? Nissan. Yeah. You know, you just you can't take somebody if I'm going to a job as a contract to meet a contractor and he don't pull up in a large super duty. truck. Yeah, F350 Super Duty that looks like it's hauled a ton of sand, may still have some in it. I, I think less of him. I think less of his skills. Yeah, you don't want him to pull up in an 89 S10. Yeah, yeah you, you, you question his abilities. Yeah. And uh, Okay, let's talk, stop for a minute and talk about this Castle Hall Nicaraguan. I would like it to have a little bit more. I'm not getting a lot out of it at this moment. Neither am I. But I'm not getting bad out of it. I'm not either. The flavor-wise, it's good. It's just... Again, like I said, I give cigars a lot of grace in this price point. And for this price point, it's good. It's not as good as a Charter Oak or a Buffalo 10, however. Um, But for someone who's not a huge Toscano fan, being in that same, it definitely eclipses that. It probably probably would hang in there with the Project 40. I I think it beats the Project 40. It may do it. It may beat the Project 40. Because the Project 40, I got negative something out of it. Like, it took flavor out of my mouth somehow. And the, the knuckle duster, it might, it oh, I might hang in with the knuckle duster. It, they're pretty close. And also, it's it's a it's an interesting entry into that market. It is. Like I said, I, I'm not getting anything bad out of it, which for a lot of Gurkhas, with that overpowering ammonia flavor that I'm so used to getting out of this stuff, the fact that I'm not getting that from this is a plus one. I mean, that... Because that's what I was expecting. I'm well, hoping that as it warms up and we get down a little bit, that I start to get a little bit more from it. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. I hope it kind of livens up just a little bit. 
at all. So want to hit one more article before the break. Tampa Bay Lightning celebrate Stanley Cup win with cigars. And at first, I didn't even know the Stanley Cup was going on, let alone well, that the Lightning <laughs> that's won That's what it. I was about to say. It, you know, And I'm a hockey fan, but with everything that has happened this year, I lost track of the fact that what they did is they ended up because of the timing of the hockey season, they ended up having to cut the previous the the 2019-2020 season short. And so basically once things came back they they picked up where they left off. Had a couple of games play in and then hockey has the longest playoff season of any major league sport anyway. So, So they're technically last year's champions this year. So, from Cigar Aficionado, they celebrate with cigars. And normally, what's my pet peeve in these articles? They don't tell you what cigar they're smoking. I'm, I hereby give the Tampa Bay Lightning a um, an out. Because there's no possible way they could say what cigar they're smoking without making somebody mad in their hometown. And it's funny, too, because there is a picture in this article where, or no, the video that they posted to Instagram, you can actually see him smoking close up, and he's already taken the band off of it. The main photo, though, he's still got the band on it. (coughs) Now, I've tried blowing this up. I went full CSI on it. And it's a yellow and orange band. It looks similar to the Boulevard. It does. It could be a boulevard. It could also be um, the Camacho, Connecticut. Uh, band is the wrong shape for that, but it could be a La Gloria Cubana. Could very easily be a La Gloria Cubana. So, but you would think being in Tampa, it would be something. Um, it could be something local from the it, Newman factory. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I don't see. It's fairly nondescript, so I really can't say with certainty. But if I were have to, having to guess, I would say La Gloria or Bolivar, uh, Bellicoso. But I, I give I give them an out. I normally would complain. I will not give them. I will not complain. I, I will complain about the fact that they passed the ju- the cup around drinking beer out of it. Ain't you supposed to put champagne in that thing? They did that as well. Okay, but <laughs> what what did they could they have used the champagne of beers? <laughs> Could we have but put champagne? That's only in if it. the Avalanche win. <laughs> well, come on, fellas. How how often are you going to win the Stanley Cup? Spring for a couple of bottles of champagne. Well, it, do, it does say that they drank champagne out of it as well. Um, I I do have to say this is something that they didn't start doing until probably about five years ago. What's with the taping up the locker room and wearing goggles to the champagne fountain thing? Sure. Can we stop that? Let's yeah. let's no. This is not an episode of Dexter. You don't have to protect the veneered wood, and the, you can afford. You're a professional sports team. You can afford to you get a company to come in. Just won the Stanley Cup for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, you can afford <laughs> to hire a team of a dozen people to come in and deep clean that locker room. Lord knows there's worse stuff on the floor and in the lockers than champagne. Yeah, I, I like that they they kind of sanitized, hermetically sealed the locker room. Yeah, and it just started a few years ago, but I hate it. These guys, these are sweaty, gross dudes that just played the hardest hour and a half of their life, and you're worried about getting a little champagne on the mahogany? Yeah. The, They've these already are, sat on it. It's gross. You know, last night when I walked into the cigar shop for poker, um, the two, what I consider the most masculine gentlemen in this shop, were sitting face to face talking. 
And I, I was a little intimidated to walk up there. I didn't know if I had enough testosterone to be part of that conversation. It was, it was an Im- imposing yeah. uh, seat at the table, for yeah, sure. One's a security guy. The other's a former South African rugby player. Got the cauliflower ears. Got the whole nine. Got hands big this enough. This has a bear paws. Yeah. You know, he, he can palm a bowling ball. <laughs> and I'll just absolutely men among men. And that's what's going on here. Was it necessary to hermetically seal them into the cave? Just saying. But anyway, bravo. Congratulations. And I I give you the out. You don't have to tell me what cigar you were smoking. I understand. You're in Cigar City. You have no choice. That's right. You're going to offend somebody. Right. You might as just don't tell nobody and move on with your life. Enjoy your cigar. What what are you smoking? Uh, Buddy gave it to me. Yep. There you go. That's your one time where that's a valid excuse, too. Right. Because we've talked about that. Yeah, because generally asking a cigar smoker... What are you smoking? If you you can immediately tell if he's a true cigar smoker because he knows what he's smoking. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a Dominican blend with this slight hint, you know. Yeah. And it's it's tough. Not you can go too far. You can get all preposterous with it, and all. But you can also just there should be a little story. Yeah, always. There there should be something there. Absolutely. And well, all. So we can take a break now. All right, and we will be back uh, with more after this. Trey here with this week's Cigar Under 8. want to talk about one of my all-time favorites from one of my all-time favorite manufacturers, which is A.J. Fernandez, and this is the New World. They first released this about eight years ago, I want to say, as the Oscuro wrapper, the one in the red label with the red satin footband that you know and love, but they've since released three other blends, the Puro Special, the Connecticut, and the Cameroon. All of them are phenomenal. All of them are under $8. Does anybody cover the range of the cigar smoker palette better than A.J. Fernandez? I don't think they do. And this, the New World is a little bold. If, if you're not into that, this you may want to start with either the Connecticut or, or the Cameroon. Uh, the, the Oscuro is a dark Nicaraguan um, filler binder and wrapper. You know, it's a, it's a Nicaraguan Puro. It's got all that spice that you're expecting out of an A.J. Fernandez. It doesn't pull any punches. It's in your face, but it's not going to blow your head off strength-wise, but there's a whole lot going on in this cigar. Just an excellent cigar. Until next week, try an A.J. Fernandez New World. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane. Sitting across from the man who just got made in the 310 Mafia, Mr. Trey Denton. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I don't. Uh, you, you, is it a reference that I'm supposed to get? Uh, well, I just I was thinking about, you know, getting made in the mob, and that was the only faux mafia I could think of. What is the 310 Mafia? They won, they won a, um Oscar for the... 3-6 um, Mafia? Yeah, them. Okay. 3-6, 3-10, all. Just be glad I didn't say three sixteen because I'm a wrestling fan. Well, that's that's where it took me a second when it wasn't three six. I was like, wait a minute, that wasn't Stone Cold. That wasn't. Yeah, that was three sixteen with Stone Cold. But anyway, okay. Sometimes the jokes work. Sometimes the jokes don't. Not everybody bats a thousand. I'll I'll give you you kudos for trying. Okay, I was I was working on that. No, they they asked you how you roll, and you said Dominican. (laughs) 
<laughs> which established your rep immediately. Right. <laughs> and all. But speaking of rolling, and all. Funny enough, the name of this article. Actually, I wish I'd planned that. That would have been. Brilliant. I really thought you had. That would have been brilliant. Um, how you roll. Now this is from D Business Magazine, Detroit's premier business journal. Okay, this is an interesting article to come out of Detroit. It is. And I read it, and I can see why. And uh, it talks about making your own cigars. Have you ever had the urge to make your own cigars? Yeah, and we've talked about it. It, Between us and another regular here at the shop, we've actually gone so far as to look at purchasing tobacco and the molds and that sort of thing. Yeah, we actually had a mold made. That's right. I had somebody make a mold. And I have cigars that Pedro gave me for us to roll. We'll have to do that one show. Yeah. You want want to do that next week instead of smoking the Wabash? (laughs) 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 I pull out another cigar next week. He's coming across the table, people. That that is true. That is true. (laughs) If we we don't smoke that on the show next week, I I issue no guarantee that I won't smoke it before (laughs) we smoke it on the air. Uh, I'm throwing down a... drawing a line in the sand but it would be kind of cool if you knew you had rolled a good cigar to be able to hand that to somebody and they say oh what's what is this i made it in augusta georgia there are two cigar shops there is one that is kind of the cigar smokers cigar shop and they're the ones they're the only cigar retailer allowed on the grounds at augusta national during uh, Masters weekend, and he makes his entire year in that week. Right. And then the rest of the time he just stays open so his friends have a place to smoke. The other one is I'm trying to, I want to say it's Marcella's or something like that. Um, when I was a rep and I would go in that territory, she, her son was hanging out at an event one time and was talking. It may have even been Pedro doing an event down there, but it was, it was a rolling event. He's the only guy I know doing it at the moment, so that's why I'm saying it might have been him. And the the torciadero actually taught him how to do it. And so he would, you know, his first couple were too loose, and then he overcorrected too tight, and they were kind of telling me the story. But he actually got fairly decent at it. But it's just like any other type of skill. It takes practice. Well, and so... The, it's interesting, the histories, because, of course, it tells the fable that in the 70s, Fidel Castro caught a whiff of his bodyguard cigar and ordered his security forces to ensconce these guys in a secret facility. Uh, we're trying a little too hard there, folks. A, a little bit. <laughs> Although, by all accounts, sounds like something Fidel would have done. Like any good, like any good yarn, it has an element of believability. Right. And, uh, and this smoke came to be known as Cohiba. I'm not yeah, buying I'm it. not buying that. <laughs> I'm not in. And I'll, um, it's not quite true. To ward off assassination attempts, Castro and his forces operated their cigar factory in secrecy. This is almost as unbelievable as the fake story. If, but how cool would it be if he did get him with an exploding cigar? <laughs> no one talks about Cigar Club. It's the first <laughs> rule of Cigar Club. If, if, you, if you manage to get Castro with an exploding cigar, would that not be awesome? I, th- I think that takes you straight to the top of the CIA. I it's, think. A, it's a re. I, I can see it now, starring Tom Cruise again, a remake of Valkyrie. But instead of trying to assassinate Hitler, it's trying to assassinate Fidel Castro with an exploding cigar from the inside. Exactly. All right. makes, I'll, I'll makes, get Bruckheimer on the phone. We'll make it happen. Makes perfect sense. But the thing about this article, they talk about the Chaveda. 
and all. And here's what I hate: I hate when somebody writes an article that doesn't have any of the soul of a cigar smoker. Right. This guy, he says, you can use a Chaveda, which is an angled piece of metal that's sharpened. No, it's not. It's a blade. It is. Call it a blade. It's a handleless blade. Yes, it is a. It's a similar to an Alaskan Ulu. Mm-hmm. Used by the Inuits for many, many centuries. But, um, and then he says, or you could use a pizza cutter. All no, right. just don't. If I'm at a rolling event and Pablo whips out a pizza cutter to make my cigar, I'm not smoking that I'm thing. I'm out. I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm not smoking that thing. Have a little romance in your soul. You know, I was talking to somebody th- today about... They're having marital troubles, and I was saying, well, I know a guy that you can fake your death and move to Tijuana. It costs $5,000. He said, well, why do I have to fake my death? Can't I just just move? I said, no. Don't you have any romance in your soul? Fake your death. That's right. (laughs) If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Dang it. Have a little little romance in your soul. Yeah. And And that's the thing, you know, and I think that's what this article misses is they miss all of the part where this is a craftsman doing something. Well, and the thing, it's funny that you get um, you get hung up on the La Chaveda. But the thing that got me before that was he says, of all the equipment, you know, all the equipment you need is readily available. In place of a hard rolling surface made from wood, wood is the most plentiful... <laughs> Yeah, piece of material knows, on the planet. Goodness knows we can't come across a wood cutting board in this country. Right? I can't swing a dead cat without hitting a wood cutting board. Acceptable substitutes include tile. No. 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 What are you If you're rolling of a pizza cutter on the bathroom floor, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ne- some, are you trying day. to get over cocaine and you just, <laughs> you're going to switch to cigars and this is what you have available? The, the next bad cigar I smoke is going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. It was rolled on a tile bathroom floor of a pizza roller. <laughs> um, a kitchen cutting board, which that is a hard rolling surface made from wood. I'm not but really sure what they're going to. My kitchen cutting boards are textured. You would not want to use a textured True. cutting board. I by nature, a cutting board for me has to have a little texture because of what I'm cutting on it. Yeah, and well, and I think most kitchen cutting boards these days are probably plastic, so maybe that's what he's referring to. Or whatever else is handy. What? So what did he just say? Find a flat surface. Find a hard, flat surface. A, yeah. a, a mirror? What? <laughs> yeah. Again, he's trying to kick you. Yeah. He's obviously a, a fan of cocaine. And I'll... Um, the, the a only simple a simple piece a simple piece of flat stainless steel that's a razor blade. I, I think we've uncovered what he's doing here. <laughs> Here's the thing. This article's he a front. He never covers in this how to get the glue. He well he says uh, certain parts of the cigar lightly glued. Um, usually use tree sap, dried or powdered, adding trace amounts of water as needed. Tree sap. So am I supposed to go out and tap a maple tree? <laughs> yeah, get go up to Vermont. What about, so, so you're saying I can just add, grab a bottle of Aunt Jemima out of the cupboard and slap a little water on it? <laughs> he, just, he also says just as effective as fruit pectin, which is what's most commonly used commercially. Available in grocery stores, look for the powdered form that's reconstituted with water. So that's the one thing I think he got right. I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still in doubt that this guy's ever actually done, been around someone rolling a cigar. I think he watched a couple of videos on YouTube and decided, oh, crap, I've got a deadline coming up. What am I going to do? And 
Share with a preferred drink. Aficionados refer something sweet to soothe. A Dr. Pepper or a sugar-free Verner's ginger ale? Ugh. Gross. First and foremost, you shouldn't own sugar-free ginger ale. <laughs> no. Just drink water. Okay, folks. And, and, uh, and Dr. Pepper? Really? A more overpowering flavor to put in your mouth to go with a cigar? I cannot imagine. Is he imagine. just assuming how bad your homemade cigar is going to be that you need to cover it? <laughs> now, I will, I will be the first to tell you. If I drink soft drinks, which is very rarely, it's Dr. Pepper. That's the only one I drink. Even then, I'm still not having one with a cigar. Well, once again, it was rolled on a bathroom floor of a pizza cutter and served with a bathtub gin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine where this guy is getting the information. It's it's interesting. He covers the basics, but he misses the passion. Yeah. And I'll, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, um, Rick Bohe, try again. Yeah. Give it another shot, buddy, because you, you really missed the mark on this. But I do appreciate, uh, again, this is apparently this is my role tonight. Talk it down, take the piss, but then I'm going to give it a couple of redeeming points. He does talk about bringing cigar manufacturing and rolling to, he's kind of lifting the veil on it being something that you can only purchase and letting you know that there is always the possibility of making it yourself. And... As someone who is a DIYer, I know you are too. I would much rather do something myself than have it done for me. I appreciate the spirit of what he's intending with writing this article. You know, some in my in my retirement years when I've got a few acres and I want to plant a little tobacco, and I'll, I might try it. Mm-hmm. I might take a take a run at it, but um, I just don't see <laughs> that it. It's so easy to buy a cigar. You know, this Castle Hall we're smoking. Um, it's a very passable $6 cigar. Yeah, it is. Well, and it's, you know, we're getting close to hunting season, or deer season, that mm-hmm. is. And which in Tennessee is the only hunting season that counts for most people. Um, you know, and we've talked before about by time you, by time you factor in the cost of ammunition and the lease and X and what you, you end up at about $40 a pound of deer meat. Oh yeah. I could eat filet mignon cheaper. Yeah, exactly. But it's not what it's about. It's about the, the love of the sport and, and all, and the ritual and all these things. I think, I mean, if you were to go and, and try and grow your own tobacco on your back 40 and you know, roll it yourself, by the time you got through the trial and error and buy the... T- yeah, you'd, you'd have about a $600 cigar. Right, you could be smoking Padrones. But there's the adventure sometimes is the destination. Right. Yeah, you know, the moment of hunting is not the moment of the kill. The hunt is its own reward. Right. When you step out in the morning right before daylight and you're kind of in the forest primeval and you're walking to the stand and you're hearing the nature start to come alive. Hearing animals that most people don't ever hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just hearing the the nature come alive. Yeah. And uh, so, speaking of which, we can touch back on the Castle Hall. Not bad. No. Um, I am starting to get a little bit more from it. But only ever so slightly. I'm kind of feeling it on the back of my That's palate. That's exactly where I'm feeling it, too. Okay. So almost on my throat. Too. Yeah, yeah, almost like almost right in the goozle. Yeah. If I on was the what? On the goozle. The goozle? The goozle. Your, your goozle right here. <laughs> this thing that hangs down. That's your goozle. 
it's kind of a flavor right back there toward the back of my mouth, which is not a, an unpleasant experience. No, it's not. Um, I, and that's, you know, when we talk about how different people's palates like different things, there are some people that don't like that. And because, But for me, I'm not getting so much a flavor as I'm feeling it, if that makes sense. On um, the retro hill? That's where I was headed next. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. That was going to be my next. Um, on my retro hill, I'm not getting a lot of change. Pretty consistent through the retro hill for me. I'm not getting that. You know, usually the retro hill's kind of like getting kicked in the knee. Yeah. You usually feel it a little more. I get some citrus out of the retro hill that I wasn't getting earlier. Just a, just a just touch. Just a touch. And all, but on the retro hill, like, not bad. Like the person rolling this looked at a lemon while they were rolling it. Is that level of it's like the Lacroix right. of was pointed toward Orlando when they rolled. That's it. right, <laughs> facing Orlando when we roll this cigar. Why? Why is that not been in any cigar ads? <laughs> we only roll these cigars facing Mecca. <laughs> just I'm, call it the Ebor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not sure how that happens. Going back to your Tampa Bay Lightning story, I wonder: is there sort of a gentleman's agreement? In the cigar industry, that you don't call a cigar the Ebor, gotta be. There has to be some type of. There, there's no Ebor City's finest, no Ebor City Originals. There's none of that there. No, it's there's, just uh, there's there's got to be some back alley deals of just guys. We're we're just not touching it. It's too sacred. If there's any industry which you can enforce an agreement like that, it is the, it's cigar, the cigar industry. industry. Absolutely. I mean the cigar industry. The cigar lifestyle has some strange things. I ended up drawing a screened-in porch because of the cigar lifestyle last week. Um, so, I mean, okay, i got to step away. I've got to pull the show over and tell this story. So I'm in the shop, and our friend is here, mentioned earlier, from South Africa. And he's asked me to draw five or six projects. He does remodels and such. And I don't like drawing remodels, additions, and all that stuff. And I've turned him down. Well, I come into the shop, and he said, hey, Shane, look at the roof line of this house and tell me how the porch would fit on this. I said, okay. So I sat down with him, and I'm looking at pictures on the house, flipping through on his phone. Okay, you just do this, pull this out, shed it off this way. You know, Great. Me- Here's my email address. I'll expect it in two days. <laughs> oh, no. It gets better. He says, okay, well, the guy that's getting it is coming in here in a little while, and I want him to meet you. So I'm sitting there at the bar smoking, and the guy and him come in, and the guy is blind. And all. So he leads him around and he leads him over to me. And shaking hands of a blind guy is unique because you don't realize how much the other person comes to meet you. It's true. He just sticks his hand out there and it takes a minute to kind of. You oh, gotta oh I've got to find. The, I've got to put my key in the and, and turn it. Right. And you got to be sure you get the good thumb hook. Yep. And all before he squeezes. It's, it's a stressful event. Yeah. But anyway, I shook hands with the guy and he said, yeah, Shane told me how to make the portrait roof, and Shane's really good at this. He understands this, and all. I thought, oh, thank you. Very nice of you. Appreciate it. You I'm had bl- to know where it was going at that point. Oh, I'm, I'm still blissfully still ignorant. Still blissfully ignorant. And as I walk out of the cigar shop, there he sits with the the sight-impaired guy and his wife. Blind is, blind is fine. You can say blind. I can say blind? You can okay, say blind. cool. Good. I'm, I appreciate the woke. I didn't want the woke police to break in no, the doors and throw no, tear you, grass you at can, us. You can say blind. And uh, so the blind guy's out there, and his wife is there, and she's this sweet little South African girl, blonde, just nice as she can be. And she looks at me with those big blue eyes and says, oh, is this the person that's going to draw the plans for our porch for us? 
<laughs> and, I, uh, and I look at him and say, all right, you got me fair and square. There's there's no possible way out of this at this point. Yeah. Yes, I'll take care. I get in the truck with my wife. I thought you didn't draw. Well, shut up. <laughs> and all, but he got me fair and square. He knew exactly how to bait the trap. He That's knew exactly what he was doing. That is I, good. I, I, I take my hat off to this man. He knew how to get what he wanted. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and all, but anyway. Okay, let's talk about the Avo North and South. All right. So last year we got the East and the West. Mm-hmm. And all, and this year... And the East was god-awful. It had um, zero flavor. I don't know that it was... I wouldn't say it was god-awful, but it wasn't great. It, for the price. Well, the price blew it out. Yeah, yeah. you still got most of a couple of boxes sitting in there because nobody will buy them. Right. Because cigar for the money, they're not quite worth it. And all, but the regional North edition is the first one. The wrapper is a Dominican wrapper. The binder is a hybrid Olar Piloto Seco. And uh, I don't know Olar. That's the first time I've seen Olar. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that either. And the filler is San Vincent Visas, San Vincent Mejorado Lejero, Piloto Lejero, and hybrid Olor Piloto Lejero. Say that five times fast. Yeah, see, uh, you, you're getting a lot of cooks in this particular kitchen. Well, here's what I think it is, and this is, and it, because I sent you my critique based on the headline and not the actual article, was how much do you want to bet that we can pick what actual existing blend this right. is based off of, or this is. You know, well, kind of taking a bit of a, a stab over the classic series or the retro series or what do they call the, it? Um, yeah, the Avo, the one that came out last year that was a, a sham. Yeah. And so obviously I was taking the piss a little bit and I said, hey, you know, this is obviously just a rebranding of something they're already making. And I and, and I was joking. And I think that that they must have taken that fairly seriously because the only re- have you ever seen someone release a blend recipe quite this extensive? Oh yeah, everything. This is very much them saying, "Look, guys, this is a, its own cigar." Right. This is real, you know. And the South is a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The binder is Connecticut Ecuadorian. The filler, San Vicente Vesusis, San Vicente Seco, Honduras Hamastran Seco, and Peruvian Seco. Again, a lot of stuff going on there. And I've got to say, I'm actually excited about the fact that this year, I feel like we're getting the better one. Look at that size, 50 by 7. That's an interesting size for for a cigar like this. Seven inches, that's a lot of cigar. Yeah, it is. And all the other ones, no sham. The The north it, is... Um, six and five-eighths by 50. Yeah, so it's a big cigar. And these it's are, a Perfecto. These are fairly large cigars. Yeah. And I'll so and, and the, well, they're going to be fourteen bucks. I would expect a sizable cigar for a fourteen dollars cigar. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely expect it to have some girth. Although from Avo, fourteen's not that bad. No, no, not for a, a basically a Davidoff product. Exactly. And I'll so I'm gonna be interesting to see. I probably will try one. Have, I was going to ask if you've had any Avos since all of that news came out at the end of last year. I will say yes. I smoked a um, a Nicaraguan last week. And I'll because I just walked in and it spoke to me in the humidor and I gotcha. just picked it up. But that was probably the first Avo I've had in six months. Yeah, I don't think I have. And it's not because I've been avoiding it. It's just I haven't been in that corner of the humidor, I don't think. 
It does make me want a heritage, though. I might have to pick one of those up for the trip this weekend. Yeah, so tell us, this is your annual camping trip this It's my weekend? annual camping trip, um, and it leads us really nicely into the last article we have for the night. So, um, yeah, so every year for the last 20-some-odd years, the men in my family have all gone to the same campground in Cherokee National Forest in East Tennessee uh, for a four-day camping weekend. And we sleep in tents. You know, this isn't your RV stuff. We cook over the fire. It's very rustic, um, and it's the weekend I look forward to most of the year. I mean, more than Christmas, more than my birthday. This more than your wedding. <laughs> I, it, it, Watch it. I, I realize. No, no, no. It, she, she's hey, gonna, she's hey, gonna hear this it, and she's gonna be mad at me, it, but I don't care. Anybody hear that ice cracking yeah, underneath Trey's feet right no, now? No, no, danger, danger. Pull up. Uh, no, I was I was gonna say. It, uh, I realize the correct answer is yes. However, and I'm gonna, and and she'll think this is funny. Because of what happened this year with with uh, COVID, you know, we were supposed to get married in April, and that ended up having to be postponed. And so we ended up having to get kind of married in secret on paper on the same day, but we couldn't. No one could be there, so it was just our parents, and we had some friends. Also, and then, but but we had to plan that, and we planned it sort of last minute because we had someone that thought. We, and then, so so we ended up planning that twice, got it done, and then we still had to plan replan the original wedding basically from scratch this past August but as you may recall there was a lot of still covid stuff going around as there still is today so we had to replan this wedding we re, we and by we I mean she planned this wedding about 73 times yeah, I'm looking forward to this a little more than <laughs> knowing how it came to pass. Uh, the marriage itself, absolutely not. The wedding, with all the turmoil, a little bit. I'm a little looking forward to this a little bit more. Okay, so here, so this is this is going to be the how well does Shane know Trey? I'm going to lay out the cigars that you're going to purchase at Casa. A couple of H. Upman, AJ Fernandez's. Yep, definitely a must a must have. Probably go to fill an aroma craft or two in there. I might. What are you going to carry for the Muchador? So, um, my my dad and uncle smoke about half a cigar a year, and it's because they share one on the camping trip. Do they cut it in half or do they hand it off? They hand it off, <laughs> and they and and I, I'm going to lose several cigar guy points on this, but. Inevitably, throughout the entire weekend, my dad will go. Let me see. Let me let me try that one while I'm smoking a cigar. Right. Okay. Fine. And it, so that that happens a lot. And I ha- I haven't. In fact, um, last weekend I was telling you everyone was just puff puff pass. It was it was hilarious. I, luckily, I had my own, and I just said, nope. Uh, did you all wear a mask while you did this? <laughs> um, but I say all that to say I have learned over the past decade or so. My uncle's favorite cigar is the New World AJ Fernandez, okay. which is also one of my favorites. So sure. I always bring a bunch of those. Um, they stopped making, or at least anyone around here stopped carrying the Enclave, but that w- that one is um, definitely up there as well. <coughs> and then I'm going to take <clears throat> this year. I'm going to take a bunch of Charter Oaks. I'm sure. just going to. I'm not going to. Because of the way my week has gone, usually I have some time leading up to this to kind of prepare my cigar selection. Sure. And I take it very seriously. Um, This year, my week has just not been... uh, So I'm kind of just going to grab a 
a couple of things and just let that be it. Keep it simple. Camping yeah. camping cigars should be kept simple. But it's also important to not just buy a box of Charter Oaks. Right. You know, you want to take a... Um, you want to take a, a, a somewhat of a variety because it's when I'm on camping trip, it's usually three or four cigars a day for four days. So that's a lot of cigars. Um, so it, you know, um, but anyway, the reason I brought that up was because there was a li- there was a list from a cigar aficionado this week about the 16 best cigars you need for the fall. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time going down this list because I don't think it. Well, so you've got the Cohiba. Uh, Esplendido Cuban uh, Padron 64 anniversary Hoya Antonio Connecticut Rocky Patel Casa Turrence uh, Cohiba Lancero Herrera There is nothing in this list that screams fall to me And these are all just a bunch of 92 and uprated cigars So my question to you then is you know, and we've talked about our palates, palates changing with the seasons. What makes a fall cigar to you? So, a fall cigar for me, I'm going to stay away from Connecticut. I'm naturally going to go to a Sun Grown or a Maduro. And all because of colder weather. I like a little more spice when I have colder weather. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut Broadleaf for me is a great fall wrapper. Yeah. Yeah, good Connecticut Broadleaf. You know, the, um, the Rocky Patel. Um, San Andreas's are very good. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I can I, I can see where yeah. that would line up for the, you. The San Andreas tobacco in yes. general is an excellent fall tobacco. Yeah, I will say of of all of the fall tobaccos, you know, for me, um, Corojo in Connecticut is kind of a summer tobacco. Right. San Andreas is kind of a fall tobacco for me. Although I will say, you know, on the camping trip. You know, because we do it in the first weekend of October, it's usually fairly crisp. And there's, it, it, you know, so I often start smoking a little bit early in the day than I would if I weren't, if I were working or whatever. There's something about a, a Connecticut when it's about 55 degrees out and you're drinking your morning coffee. There, There is, so, but I recognize that that's a sp- specific place, not a season for me. But they, yeah. those two are intrinsically tied in my head. You know, fall tobaccos, I'm definitely going to lean toward a San Andreas. I'm definitely going to, um, you know, the Africa I really love, but I think the Africa has been a summer cigar for me. It has been, I think. I look for something not terribly full of Lajero, I've noticed, because it's not about strength. I want that very rustic, So, you know. One of my favorite things about this time of year is lighting the fire pit in the backyard or the fireplace in the house. And so it's that that rustic sort of campfirey smell. And that's why I love Dominicans do a really good job of having that earthiness, that savoriness. And, and I, I get really into those flavors this time of year. This is an excellent time also to smoke your annual fire cure, your annual it KFC. Is. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, fall is an excellent time for that annual fire cured cigar to really... To be sitting out and just to take the to kind of take the edge off. Yeah, as a matter of fact, three years ago today was when we went to the barn smoker together in uh, Hopkinsville. Yeah, yeah, and that it's really um, I think that's kind of you don't go to your strongest tobacco. My strongest tobacco is always going to be in January and February. See, for me, it's going to be in about March. It's going to be that last hurrah before spring sets in. When the weather is similar to what it is now, but going the other direction. But raining. 
Yes. <laughs> Similar to what it is now, but raining straight down six days a week. Exactly. And I'll be, yeah, I can kind of see that for fall cigars. And fall is a wonderful cigar time. It, it really is. It's nice enough to sit by the fire at night and outside during the day. You get the best of all. Well, the- and it's getting dark early enough that you can still light your fire. Because I, I cut off my cigars at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. most times. I rarely light a cigar after 8 o'clock. Right. If I light a cigar after 8 o'clock, it's because somebody has come over to my home for to specifically sit and have a cigar with me. Yeah, I had a cigar really late the other night, and I was thinking of you. I don't remember. I think it was about... It was about 10 o'clock I lit a cigar, and all I could think of is you were already asleep. And I was Oh, yeah, I'd been asleep 30 minutes by then <laughs> and all. But, yeah, I can see that. I can see that fall cigar really, um, really coming together. So, and I will say, this is not a bad fall cigar. It's really not. Um, it started to give me a little something once I crossed the halfway mark, and I was hoping that would continue a little bit more, but it didn't. It's really tame Nicaraguan. It is very tame Nicaraguan. And I think this is this is great when you put into perspective, you know, that price point tends to lend itself to entry-level smokers as well. You know, if right. you don't know if you're all in on this hobby, why are you going to spend $12, $13 a stick? And so to give you a taste of what a Nicaraguan Puro looks like for a, for a budget that's that's economical I think it's a I think it's a great injury the problem you run into is teaching people that they enjoy Gurkhas sure sure getting getting over the hump yeah now yeah because you set yourself up to okay they grab the six dollar Gurkha that's pretty good and then they grab the twelve dollar Gurkha that's not right and also you do run into some of that but I think Gurkha this is a step in the right direction for Gurkha 100 percent this and the Nicaraguan, both positive steps. I still need steps. to have the Nicaraguan. I still haven't had that yeah, yet. Yeah, both for the Heavenly Casa. Okay. Both positive steps for Gurkha. I will say that, and I'm not just saying that because I like Tom Petty. I mean, I'm, I'm giving an honest no, review. absolutely. It's going to be a five and a half for me. See, I was going to go an even five. Going an even five. I'm, I'm giving it a little grace. I'm giving it a five and a half. Yeah, you're giving that Tom Petty bump. Well, I get yeah, it. Yeah, probably just a little of the, the, good old, the good buddy bump. Yeah, and that's, and that's fine. I think... If you had asked me when we started this new rating system of one to seven, if I would ever give a Gurkha a five, I would have said, no, you're crazy. So I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I still cannot wait for that Wabash next week. <laughs> I'm going to be licking my lips all weekend, just waiting to get back here and smoke it. Yeah, my, my, wife, my wife said, do you really think you should do that to Trey? I said, you don't think I should? you think we should push the Castle Hall for a week? She said, no, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it to him. But she knew what you were doing to yeah. me in doing that. Well, um, until next week, uh, you can get a hold of us via email at info at thecigarcast.com. We're on facebook.com slash thecigarcast and Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm-hmm.